Welcome to Life Concierge. Allow me to introduce you to people you can relate to, learn from, and connect with through conversations that are fun, but grounded in truth, growth, and perspective. I'm your host and concierge, Sarah Heider. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited about today's guest, Caroline Grace Williams, Miss Ohio 2019, and Miss Ohio 2020. Uh, Caroline Grace was crowned in June of 2019. And because of COVID, the Miss Ohio 2020 competition did not take place and a new winner was not crowned. Caroline Grace, also affectionately known by many as CG, had the option to hand the title over to someone else or step up to the plate and be Miss Ohio for another year in a mostly virtual world. As a follower of the Miss Ohio program, I know I can say that I am glad she stuck it out, and I wouldn't be upset if we had her as our Miss Ohio for one more year, but she's got too many good opportunities ahead of her, and I just cannot wait to see what she does next. She's a Miami University grad, incredibly talented vocalist, a passionate advocate for the causes important to her, and has been working full-time most of her reign as Miss Ohio, which as someone else who did that, I can tell you it's a lot of work. I'm so excited. I actually get to share the stage with Caroline Grace Williams. Uh, This week during Miss Ohio week, I'll be co-emceeing the Miss Ohio's Outstanding Teen Pageant with her. I hope you enjoy this interview with our outgoing Miss Ohio, Caroline Grace Williams. And Caroline Grace, just want to say congratulations on an incredible and historical two years as Miss Ohio. And thank you for everything you've done for this program. Enjoy the interview. I am asking my guests to start by sharing one of their life concierge tips. So that could be like your favorite hair product, um, how you found a job on LinkedIn, a new workout you're trying, anything like that, that you are just like loving right now, anything that is making your life a little bit better right now. Here's a good tip. From someone who works in staffing, if you're applying to jobs from any hiring manager or recruiter, never submit a PDF. Always submit a Mm -hmm. Word document because they are always going to like, you know, add a line or take off your hire, like your um, contact information. And it just makes everybody's lives easier. Awesome. That is super good information. I never would have thought of that. And I don't know if I've ever applied to a job with a word doc and not a PDF. <laughs> so I know that's good to know. They're like, oh, I need to do a PDF to look professional. But actually, yeah. I think it's easier if it's a word doc because if this person really does like you, they're going to advocate for you. So that might include putting a summary on your resume or something so that you know you're guaranteed to be viewed by the hiring manager or something. But it just makes everybody's lives easier. That's awesome. I love that tip. So now the topic is you, Caroline Grace Williams. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Never apologize for that. We love you. If we you know, could have you as Miss Ohio for a third year, I think we would. Uh, for those who don't know, 
Caroline Grace is, I think, are you the only Miss Ohio that's been Miss Ohio two years ever? Or there was like well, a thing way I think back when? Well, I think, speaking, Mary Catherine, who okay. was the first Miss America, mm-hmm. was technically, you know, Miss Ohio two years in a row because she was Miss okay. America two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. So how, gotta, how technical do we want to get here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so due to COVID, uh, Miss Ohio 2020 competition was not held. And therefore, Caroline Grace was given the opportunity and accepted the opportunity to be Miss Ohio for another year. And she, I'm sure, would have never expected that going yes. into any of this. Um, <laughs> but take us back a little bit. I want to hear the story about how you got involved in Miss Ohio in the first place. Oh my goodness. Okay. I haven't told this story in so long. So this will be exciting. So I, growing up, let me preface by saying growing up, I always did dance competitions. I was in community theater. So the idea of being on stage and performing was not foreign to me. And then I was always involved with my church and community service. So serving my state, serving my community was also not a foreign concept. So when I was in college and a friend of mine, actually my little and my sorority, go Kyo, whoo, she had encouraged me to compete in the Miss Oxford competition. And it was my junior year of college. And I chickened out like the week before. I was going to do it. And then I chickened out and I said, I was like, I'm not ready. I can't do it. So it came time for my senior year. And really week of, I just decided, I'm gonna go for it. It's a bucket list item. Nothing will ever come of it. Let's just try it out. So everything kind of fell into place because like I said, I was used to performing. So being on stage and you know public speaking, that did not intimidate me. In fact, it, it excited me. I already had a talent. I used one of my songs that I was singing in my recital for my senior vocal recital. I already had a dress. I used a recital dress. And my social impact initiative, I had already been working with my church on serving um, a women's ministry out of my hometown. So everything fell into place and it just seemed like this was an opportunity I needed to take. So I went in, I did the competition. I won the swimsuit prelim, which like, I was so shocked by that. I wore like a 50s bathing suit. It was like high-waisted. And I remember being like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm just going to walk out there and have fun. So I was shook that I won the swimsuit preliminary award. And then they announced three titles at that competition because we had so many girls competing. And my little won the title before me. And I was just so happy that she had won because she had been competing in that prelim for three years that I was fulfilled. And I was literally walking off the stage thinking, well, that was fun. Like, see you guys later. And they called my name as Miss Oxford. And I found out that I, you know, won my ticket to go to Miss Ohio. I actually already had a job for the summer that conflicted with Miss Ohio. And I was able to negotiate the start date to later in the summer so I could compete. And again, everything started falling into place. And I thought going to Miss Ohio in 2017 when I first competed, this would be the first time and the last time that I would compete because it was another bucket list item. And I thought, I'll never make it to this point again, so I'm just going to go and enjoy it. But I went and I fell in love with the program and I fell in love with the fact that you earn scholarships and this was about bettering yourself and having that professional development aspect. 
So I decided that I wanted to come back because I loved it so much. I actually couldn't compete in 2018 because I had moved to New York for a little bit. So I lost residency in Ohio, which was a bummer. But I think it actually ended up working out because that was the year of growth that I needed for myself to really discover what I wanted and how I wanted to come back and compete. And then I came back in 2019 and really, again, sort of the same mentality of like, all right, this is it. If I if it works out, great. If not, I'm so happy that I had the opportunity to do it. And similarly to the first time I competed in 2017, I went in really not thinking I was going to get anything out of it. I actually booked a cruise line. Did you know this story? I booked um, Norwegian Cruise Lines, Oceana. I booked a contract two weeks before Miss Ohio in 2019. And I was like, oh, both are my dream jobs. Like, what am I going to do? And I thought, there is no way I'm going to win Miss Ohio. I mean, I love it, but I haven't been doing this my whole life. Like, you know, I don't fit into this mold. And so I told the the agent, I was like, I got to compete in Miss Ohio. Like, I'm probably not going to win. I'll sign the contract on Monday. (laughs) And I honestly think, though, that the reason I was successful is because I didn't pull all my eggs in one basket. I think in a way that provided, um, well, it allowed me to not put so much pressure on myself. It allowed me to enjoy the experience for what it is because I knew no matter what happened, I was going to be okay. And I think looking back, that's why I was successful is because I just enjoyed it and I had fun and I really was truly myself. And it is crazy to think about that story actually because that contract was supposed to go up until May 2020 in Europe. And that was in the height of COVID. And I'm so thankful that God had another plan for me because what if I was one of the people that was quarantined on the ship in Europe? What if I had long lasting effects from COVID? What if I had lost my life due to COVID? And I'm so thankful that everybody, you know, was safe and could get off the ships and we could all kind of get back to a little bit of normalcy. But it is crazy to think back and to think that could have been me in that situation. Yeah, that is crazy. That is really, oh my gosh. Well, I'm glad that you didn't have to go through that as well. But I like what you said about um, having, having just as much to look forward to if you don't win Miss Ohio as if you do win Miss Ohio. And that's something that I have, when I'm asked to, you know, speak to contestants or candidates or anything, I always try to emphasize that as well, that as badly as I wanted to be Miss Ohio, I had wanted to be Miss Miss Ohio my whole life. I'd worked to be Miss Ohio my whole life. But I also knew that if I didn't win Miss Ohio, I had a fun new career that I was going to start and a whole new journey on the other side too. So I think that that, like you said, it it really does help you um, go into Miss Ohio week with just a great mindset and allows you to just have a lot of fun because Miss Ohio should also be fun. It is a competition, but it should be fun. Yes. Well, and I love that quote too. Uh, A true Miss America will amount to such great things. The title falls off her resume. Mm -hmm. And I think that you really have to look at Miss Ohio as a stepping stone. It is not the final goal. It's not the end result. It is just a stepping stone to get you to the next place. And you have to look at it like that. 
And I feel like that's something I've really tried to communicate through my year of service or my years of service. <laughs> when I say that, I sound old, which I am getting old. We'll no. Later. <laughs> uh, but, but that is really true. I mean, like you said, it's, it's so much more than just the crown. It's the fellowship and the friendship and all of the things you gain through interview prep and learning about current events. I mean, those are skills. I remember thinking right before crowning, I was, they were playing Seasons of Love, which is an emotional song for me. I mean, isn't it an emotional song for us all? But I remember sitting backstage crying and I was thinking, I'm just so proud of the growth I've had in this journey. Like I'm the sharpest in my job right now. I'm the most up-to-date on current events. And I thought, if anything, this is a standard for how I want to live my life. I want to put this much passion and drive into everything. And if that is what I've gained from this competition, creating that standard, that to me is worth it. Yeah. That is one of the things that I try to tell people who haven't been inside the pageant world. And this doesn't necessarily apply to every pageant, but we can definitely speak to the Miss Ohio program that every Saturday morning before Miss Ohio is crowned, our executive director takes all of the girls in a room and we have a little conversation. Um, And one of the things that our executive director always says is that he can't wait until the day that Miss Ohio falls off your resume, just like you said. Um, And that right there, I think, tells you that they see this definitely as a a launching pad for whatever you want to do and they are giving you then the opportunity if you win miss ohio to make the year what you want it to be so then when you land after you've been on your launching pad of being miss ohio you can land um wherever you want to be so when you went into competing in miss ohio what was your idea of how Miss Ohio would launch you into your next step? So what's funny about this question is that the answer to it has changed so much, especially over the last two years, because the goal and the vision that I had back in June 2019 is so drastically different from what I'm planning now. And I think that it's still going to continue to change. And I don't have a definite answer of you know what that picture perfect final end goal is but i will say through this whole journey i have really learned to embrace every opportunity that you've been given and to really seek that out to the fullest never say no to anything because the doors are going to open as they are supposed to your job is to take the opportunity and i think that's the biggest thing because like i said my idea in June 2019 so different <laughs> than what my my goals and you know ideas are now but that's because I finally learned to just embrace what life was giving me and take those opportunities and explore those partnerships yeah i think anyone whether you're miss ohio or whatever your job is or whatever your life is like, everyone's perspective has changed a bit from what it was uh, from a couple of years ago now. So it is definitely interesting. And what a wild time to be Miss Ohio. It has to be just crazy, but you've truly been a light in the organization and a light, I think, for anyone who follows you on social media and looks up to you. What have what have been some of the biggest challenges of essentially being a virtual Miss Ohio? 
Yes. So one of the challenges, obviously, is seeing people. I love people. I mean, I love just having deep conversations. I love getting to know people and hearing their life stories. And that's been hard. I mean, I just miss seeing people. And I I miss having those conversations and spontaneously making connections. I think one of the hardest things has been um, trying to meet every individual halfway with where they are in this pandemic because everybody has responded differently. Some people have taken more of an introspective, you know, journey and they have just, you know, stayed home trying to do everything they can to feel comfortable. And some people have taken a different approach. And I think it's hard to be supportive of every single approach. Um, Not because I'm disagreeing with them, more how, what can I do? How can I be supportive? and make sure that you know that I am with you, I see you, and I'm still trying to be, you know, the servant of the state. What can I do for you? Because I know it's been different for everyone this year. And I think that's been the hardest part because I can make TikToks and post on Instagram and have stories all day long, but that's still not going to be what connects with everybody or resonates with everyone because everyone is taking this time differently. So how can I be a light when I have all these different outlets now that I'm trying to accommodate. And so I think that's been the hardest thing. And I think that's why I have tried to expand my social media presence to adding TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and adding, you know, monthly Zoom calls just so that if you want to get involved or if you want to have that community, it's there for you and you can choose which outlet you want to explore. Mm -hmm. That has to be so tough to especially go into Miss Ohio having these expectations of what your year is going to be like. And a big part of, I'm sure, those expectations for you as they were for me were just to meet as many people as possible. And that was truly one of the greatest joys of my year as Miss Ohio. And and then, you know, revisiting some of those people in the years following, whether you're seeing them in person or staying connected to them on social media. So I imagine that has to be a real hardship. But Um, You've done a really great job of keeping the organization relevant during this time and keeping people as engaged as you possibly can when you're you're so limited. Uh, But I want to talk a little bit about the changes to the competition in the Miss America organization and just in general, um, your thoughts on where the organization is going. You've competed in what's considered, you know, the kind of like first round of Miss America, I guess. I don't know. 1.0. 1.0 is what people refer to it as. And now you've also competed in Miss America 2.0. And I think what a lot of, there's a lot of changes that maybe people aren't aware of as well, but obviously one of the biggest changes is the, uh, elimination of the swimsuit competition. And I know that you know how I feel about it. So I don't want my opinion (laughs) to sway your opinion at all. I think that's why I wanted to start a podcast was literally to get as many people's voices and opinions out there as possible. Cause I think that that is actually the best way to come up with the solution to most any problem in the world. So I'm curious as someone who has competed in in both 1.0 and 2.0, what are some of the differences that you see? What are some that you like? And what are maybe some improvements you'd like to see as 2.0 continues to grow? Yes. So I competed in 1.0 back in 2017. And 
I will say the swimsuit was intimidating. However, once I did complete the swimsuit competition, especially at the state level, I did feel very proud of myself for making that step. And I did, you know, feel this respect for my body that I had never felt before. However, I don't think that putting yourself or putting any woman through that journey to feel the respect for their body is necessary. I'm happy that we eliminated it. I do think it opens up the competition to more people that maybe felt that they couldn't compete um, due to, you know, maybe having a past eating disorder or feeling, you know, insecure about their body or also just knowing that no job looks at you in a swimsuit (laughs) for any interview portion because that would just, that's just not a thing. We just don't do that. Um, I think that there is that historical part of swimsuit, you know, starting Miss America started as a swimsuit competition and we've, you know, been around for a hundred years. But I think you can look at that aspect and think about in the 1920s when women were wearing swimsuits in public. That was liberating to wear a swimsuit in public. And if you think about that, Miss America has always been at the forefront of women's rights, starting in 1920 when you had that, you know, liberating time. And now we've taken it away because that is what is liberating to women, to be judged purely on your intellect. So. I'm happy with the change, and I'm glad that we are kind of moving in this new direction. I do think that we could take it further. I think we could continue. I am such a big supporter of like, let's let single moms compete. Let's let married women compete. It's about any woman, women empowering women. And it doesn't matter what your background is, who you're married to, your value does not change. It's about getting scholarships and it's about having this opportunity to better yourself through a program that is about empowering all kinds of women. So I think that we are definitely in the right direction with 2.0 and I'm so happy that we are making these changes. And I think it's the start of something great and I think we can go even further. Yeah. I I really like that examination of the swimsuit competition and how that aligns with history of our world too. That is a really interesting point that I don't think I'd ever really thought of, but that really is just part of keeping Miss America relevant. And I know, I don't know if they're still using that word a lot, but I know in the years that I was competing both in the teen pageant. So I was involved from 2008 to 20. Well, I gave up my crown in 2016. It was all about is Miss America relevant? Is it relevant? Yes. <laughs> the only thing to keep us relevant um, is to change with the times and listen to, and also listen to the women competing, I think right. is one of the biggest things. So I like that. I, I appreciate that a lot. Um, one thing that I also think has changed from a little bit of a outsider perspective. I'm not officially affiliated with the organization. (laughs) So I don't know if there's like rules or guidelines or anything. Uh, But I know when I was Miss Ohio, and this is both, I think, a standard set by like society, the Miss America organization, and then also like it's on me too. But I really felt like I had to uh, be likable by everyone. I was always very afraid to offend people. I never wanted to be too opinionated other, which is somewhat contradictory to actually when you are a contestant or a candidate, you are actually 
pushed more to show your views. But then when you become a title holder at the state level or at the national level, I think you kind of get that taken away from you a little bit because you are representing the entire organization. So I'm interested in a year or two years where there was a lot of very controversial things going on in our country. Um, a lot of very important monumental historical things going on in our country and also a time when people were sort of being shamed for not speaking up and and sharing their beliefs i'm curious how you handle that as miss ohio first of all like what kind of stress was that as miss ohio and then um tell us a little bit about how you have used your voice and how you what like you feel comfortable sharing Yes. So I will start by saying that something I'm thankful for is over the two years, especially towards my second year, I felt um, I really felt more confidence in using my voice and saying how I felt and sharing, um, you know, what I believed in and standing up for what I believed in. Um, in terms of everything that we've gone through this year, it didn't, it never caused me stress. I felt honor. I felt an honor that I was able to share resources and provide educational tools, having a platform and having a large platform with multiple followers on social media. And so I took the approach of what an honor it is to be able to share resources that I'm looking at and talk about what I've learned and just kind of be open and start conversations. And I felt like that was the best way to serve Ohio, especially through everything we've gone through in 2020. And I was just honored that I had that platform to do that because, because I think that through social media, even if you're just clicking through someone's story, if you see a news article or you see a differing opinion, you can still learn something. And while we weren't able to be in person to have those conversations where we could learn from each other, I still felt like I could learn from my Miss America sisters and from the state of Ohio just from things that were posted online. And so I think that's just how my role as Miss Ohio shifted. It was more about providing resources and facilitating these conversations. Yeah, I think that's a, a really good way to go about it. And I that's personally part of my podcast journey, too, is. I might not I might not agree with everything that someone is sharing or speaking to, but I want to provide the insight and the resources for people to be able to make their own decisions too. Yes, exactly. And you know, even with the Derek Chauvin case mm -hmm. and the um, verdict that came out, I did post a couple of resources from BBC because I felt that was necessary something to comment on and something to talk about because that that is going to impact our country yeah have you received any negative feedback from any of those posts that you've made not necessarily um not directly i guess mm -hmm. not directly i was prepared for that but ultimately i believe issues like that are human rights and that's not political i think that that's something that needs to be addressed and we need to openly talk about that because that's how we progress and that's how we move forward and that's just kind of the reality of it 
on the topic of any kind of negativity or criticism, that is definitely part of being a public figure of any kind. And especially when people think of pageantry as being uh, a platform for someone who's perfect, they have a lot of expectations that they put on Miss Ohio. Throughout your two years, um, have you faced any kind of criticism? I'm curious about you know, any of the negative comments you've gotten. And because I, I definitely know that I was the recipient of some really interesting comments quite often. <laughs> um, so I'm curious what kind of comments um, you got. And if actually less curious about what the comments were and more curious about how you handled those comments and, and don't let it get to you. Yes. So I cannot say that I am a great example of not letting it get to me because <laughs> I am an overthinker and I overanalyze everything. But typically, whenever something like that happens, I ask myself, you know, in this criticism, is there truth and is there something to be learned from it? And try to take an objective view of did I do something wrong? Do I need to improve? Um, and if, if the answer is yes, then I think that that starts the introspective journey of what can I do to be better? If the answer is no and somebody is just giving a comment to, you know, dampen your day for no reason, then there's not really nothing you can do about that, you know? It is very hard to keep all of the voices contained and then, like, listen to yourself. Yes, and I think really it just comes down to trusting your own instinct and knowing that the decisions you make are backed because you have done your own research and that's the educated decision that you made and you have to have faith in yourself and you have to trust yourself and you have to stand strong in those decisions and just move forward and a lot of that is not just miss ohio that's life i mean taking a new job on moving somewhere making those big life decisions and i feel like through my second year that really clicked in and i finally started to make decisions for myself um, because I felt they were right and because I wanted to, not because somebody told me to or it looked the best. And I feel like when I started doing that, that's actually when I grew the most and I started to become the most confident in myself. And I'm thankful, you know, when I look at having two years, I'm thankful for that journey because it provided me the time and space that I needed for my own personal growth because I love serving my state, but at the same time, I was growing and kind of molding into the woman that I am today. Yeah. One of the things that I love about you, too, is that you really do a good job. And I'm saying this as a former Miss Ohio, but so I'm a little bit biased, but you do a great job of honoring and paying tribute to former Miss Ohio's. I know a lot of people, um, sort of let former Miss Ohio's fall to the wayside and don't keep them involved and don't um, cherish all that they have done. And you do a great job of highlighting the history of Miss Ohio. So I have to ask, do you have a favorite former Miss Ohio or a favorite former Miss America who inspired you while you were competing or while you were, uh, while you were currently Miss Ohio? Oh my gosh, nobody's ever asked me this before. <laughs> um, okay, well, first of all, I have to honor you guys because we would be nowhere without you. And I just feel like this is such a great network and such a strong sisterhood. And to me, it's a no-brainer. Like, why 
You guys are amazing. And also, I could not have done this year without you guys. And I just feel like that's the thing to do. I mean, I have to like pay homage to you. <laughs> um, okay, my favorite Miss America. Oh gosh, I don't know. I so Susan Perkins is from Ohio and she went to Miami. And I always thought that was really cool because I went to Miami and there was that connection there. Uh Jackie Mare, obviously, because I got to meet her and she's also from Ohio. As I go through all these names, I will preface by saying I don't feel like I have one single favorite Miss America. There are qualities I like about individual Miss Americas combined into one. And I feel that way about Miss Ohio as well. It's not that there's like one singular person I look up to. There are qualities about former Miss Ohio's that I really admire, whether it's their work ethic or their fashion or how they balance their life that I really admire and I try to incorporate in my own life. Um, When I first started competing, Savvy was Miss America and I got to meet her and her parents also went to Miami and were Miami mergers. So I remember thinking that was so cool because I had that connection and I do feel like Savvy and I are similar in the sense that we're both very bubbly and enjoy people. So I admired seeing that, especially in my first year, because I thought, hey, that's like me. You know, I could really do this role and and succeed in it. And um, out of Miss Ohio's, oh wait, also a Miss America that I um, forgot to mention, Vanessa Williams, Mm -hmm. because I think that she is incredibly strong and I admire her place in history. Um, and then, okay, Miss Ohio's, gosh, Sarah, I love them all. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard. I love them all too. And it's it's like exactly what you said that each Miss America or each Miss Ohio has certain qualities that you really look up to them for. So we can love, we can definitely love them all. Yes. Like you teach me how to do my hair and look good. <laughs> Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm not I sure. Like, you. I was like, Sarah, I need you to tell me what to do. I'm, I'm not sure that those are my, I'm not sure that I'm the um, educator on those topics, but I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but like, I love just every, every one of you has such great advice on life and whether that's like career or fashion, I just feel like there's something to be learned from every single conversation that I've had. Like I've called up Ellen Bryan before and talked about what should I do if I want to go into broadcasting and how would I do it? And she told me everything. And you know, I called you about what am I supposed to do about my hair? (laughs) And it worked out perfectly. And it worked not today, but it does. (laughs) So I, I don't know. I just feel like there's something to be said about qualities from everybody and that's what's so beautiful about miss ohio because in my mind like miss ohio is really this like soul it's like this i talk about almost like in third person like the soul of miss ohio and everybody has a piece of that soul even if you were not a miss ohio you just competed and you were you know in the top 10 or first runner up i feel like miss ohio is almost this like imaginative person like a third you know its own thing and we all have a piece of that in us. And that's what makes Miss Ohio so beautiful. And like the legacy and the tradition is because it really embodies everybody. Well, being Miss Ohio is such a unique experience too. Even competing in Miss Ohio is such a unique experience. So it's always fun to have that bond with people. Um, And when you say that 
Miss Ohio's have so much wisdom to give. I think part of that is that your year as Miss Ohio is like, living 10 years in a lot of ways. You're doing so much. You're thrown into so many new situations you've never been in before that you you basically live five to 10 years during your yes. one year as Miss Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. But I love it. And honestly, I lived my life like that before Miss Ohio. <laughs> and I continue to, can like, I want to live my life like yeah. that still. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I just love being on the go. Like, go, 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 24-7, never stop. Mm-hmm. What are you looking most forward to after your service is over as Miss Ohio? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I remember when I first won thinking, like, I'm going to have this great year, and all I want to do is – have a plan for when I'm done because I want to make that final speech on stage and say, and next I'm going to do this. And I think through my year, like we talked about earlier, I just, I learned the importance of taking these open doors and taking those opportunities. And I still feel like those opportunities, there's a lot of stuff kind of working behind the scenes and I'm just excited to see what life presents me. There is a part of me that's excited to buy a house and be an adult, you know, um, which is crazy because I feel very old. I'm excited to travel. But honestly, I'm just excited to keep serving the state of Ohio. Like I said earlier as well, I feel like having this job and also preparing for this job, I created a standard of how I wanted to live my life with how I stay up to date on current events how I prepare for every project that I'm going to be involved with. And I'm excited to live life in that manner. And I'm excited to see what happens. Maybe I'll be on Broadway. Maybe I'll sing on a cruise ship. Maybe I'll move. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's kind of the beauty of it, right? And I think, too, my advice as someone who has gone through the transition of being Miss Ohio to not being Miss Ohio anymore um, is to just not let the pressure get to you. I know that my like the first six months after uh, crowning Alice, the Miss Ohio after me, I know that I felt immense pressure of like, what's mm-hmm. next? What is uh, my new cool thing I'm going to do? And I'm going to impress everybody and show them. I think I, I spent those six months trying to prove to myself and to others, I guess, that I had deserved to be Miss Ohio, which... Right. It's kind of absurd when you've already just basically given up a year of your life to be Miss Ohio and accomplish so much, but there is definitely so much pressure. But I have to say, I think with COVID, a lot of our mindsets on that kind of thing have changed. I think we live life a little bit more day by day. We're maybe a little less superficial, a little bit less judgmental and able to take a pause for a moment. Yeah. And and when we're able to take a pause, we're not hurrying into things that aren't good for us we're able to evaluate we're able to like really sit with ourselves and think about what we want and not what others expect us to have or to do so right I think think you have obviously no matter what you have a bright future ahead of you so it's just an exciting time an exciting time to gain back some freedom to just literally do what you want to do so in in like a perfect world we return 
to being able to travel, to be with our friends, to be with our family. Um, I never want to say like go back to normal because I don't things, think things will ever be the same quite right. in our minds. Um, but if you had no COVID restrictions any longer, when the world gets back to that, what is one of your dream bucket list items that you want to do? So I did want to be on a cruise line as a singer. And that is something that I wanted to do, like travel for, you know, nine months to a year, see different places, meet different people on a cruise ship. I do feel a little like what I would have accomplished on the cruise line of having that crazy lifestyle, go, go, go traveling. I have accomplished as Miss Ohio, you know, just like in a different way. So that still is a dream of mine. Um, again, I I don't know when cruise ships are going to open back up. I feel like that might be one of the last things to, to open up. I would love to perform professionally. It be my full-time job, whether that's being in a band, like a jazz band, or being on Broadway or being on some long-running show. That is a dream as well. Definitely like a bucket list item. And then my ultimate bucket list item or my ultimate dream job is to be a talk show host because I love talking to people and I talk nonstop. And I thought, why can't I get paid for that? (laughs) (laughs) Might as well. I might as well. Um, And I don't know. I have explored like broadcasting and going into that career field. I just feel like, you know, in a way, Miss Ohio has been so amazing because it's opened so many doors at the same time. I feel so blessed to have too many open doors. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like any of these careers that I pick, I would do well and I'd be successful and I would be happy. I just, I don't know which one I want to pick. And I don't know kind of what that long-term goal is. And I think because of the year that we just had with COVID and everything that's happened in our country, it's really made me want to analyze like, what exactly do I want? And Honestly, I'm so thankful for the Wren and all of their shows because that has provided for me a little bit of clarity how much I do love performing. I used to tell myself like, oh, I don't love it that much because like you don't make any money. <laughs> and I'd be like, I don't like it that much. Like I don't need to live in New York. I can just do this other job, have a 401k. But I do love it. I'm obsessed with it. I want to be a performer. And I'm thankful for a theater that has allowed me opportunities not only to perform, but like choreograph shows and kind of get out those creative juices and also grow because I've never choreographed a show before and I just completed one. I'm getting ready to do two more. And I don't know, but I do know that moving forward, I want my life to have a big performance aspect in it because I love it. And that is what keeps me as an individual, um, like creative and it keeps me motivated. I don't know. And I love giving back to the community. I definitely feel that theater is this bonding experience for people of all different backgrounds and socioeconomic statuses. We can all come together and relate on something and it doesn't matter where you're from or what you do as a job. It's just so beautiful. I could go on and on. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) 
That is awesome. Well, if there is one thing that you have proven this year, it's that you can handle anything that comes at you. So I know whatever is next for you, you will be great. And I have something I'm going to throw at you immediately right now. Okay. Okay. So have you seen the Vogue 73 questions where they ask celebrities like questions, rapid fire questions? Okay. We're going to play that. We're all 73. No, but we're going to do like whenever I, whenever I get tired, that's how many we're going to do. Okay. (laughs) So you just answer them with like one word, a couple sentences if you must, but I hope like, I don't say any like embarrassing things, but quick, quick. If it's anything too embarrassing, we will edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. My whole life is already public. It's fine. <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. On a scale of one to 10, how excited are you about life right now? Eight, nine, nine, nine. <laughs> I <just> Describe-, <laughs> Describe yourself in a hashtag. Hashtag fabulous. <laughs> yes. If you could be in a movie and have a romantic partner, who would it be? Zach Efron. Ooh. For sure. <laughs> What's one thing people don't know about you? Uh, that I had a recording contract when I was 12. Oh, yeah. I forgot I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the biggest surprise you've ever had? Uh oh. <laughs> My taxes. <laughs> ah, that's a good one. Heels or flats? Heels. Vintage or new? Vintage. Who do you want to write your obituary? Oh my gosh, that is more. It is a little bit morbid, but it's kind of I like it. Um my next to Ken, I don't know, whoever that'll be. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your style icon? My style icon? Oh, uh definitely like Audrey Hepburn or Twiggy or like somebody in that time era. Yeah. You've definitely got a vintage vibe about you. Um, what are three things you can't live without? Um, Oh my God. It's nothing like these questions to like make you feel like your brain is mush. I'm like <laughs> work, work. <laughs> three things I can't live without. Um, water. I, or like liquid IV, like a hydrator supplement. <laughs> um, I'd say dark chocolate and chips. Window or aisle seat? Actually, can I go back to that one? No. I that was all food and I should have put like family in there. <laughs> we'll just assume that they come with the bag of chips. <laughs> okay. What'd you say? Window or aisle seat? Mm-hmm. Window. What's your current TV obsession? I am re-watching Grey's Anatomy. Favorite piece of clothing? Uh, I have white these white Fila, Fila tennis shoes. What's your must-have clothing item that everyone should have? One of those, like, matching sweatsuit sets. Definitely. What's inspiring you in life right now? What's inspiring me? Uh, honestly, money and retirement and settling down and being financially independent 
so that I can give back because that's my dream. Like I want to be at a point where I'm financially independent and I can go out to dinner with my friends and then be like, I get the bill. I don't want any recognition. I just want to like do it on the side. I just want to give back. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? In every situation, ask yourself, what am I going to think about this 20 years from now? What do you want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered for my vivacious energy and kindness to others. Awesome. Good job. That was so (laughs) nerve wracking. Oh my gosh. It does seem very nerve wracking. I'm glad that I was the one asking the questions this time. (laughs) My heart was going pizza, 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 pizza. I was going to throw up. Have you seen that TikTok? Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Caroline Grace Williams, for hanging out with us, being on the podcast. If people want to connect with you, how can they connect with you? What's the best way to find you? Yes. So let me just give you my phone number. (laughs) But actually, I wouldn't care. Um, So my Instagram is at Caroline Grace W1. And the Miss Ohio Instagram is at Miss America OH and feel free to reach out. And I really will give you my number and we can be friends because I love everybody. Well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. We'll see you soon. Thank you. This was awesome. I had a, I had a great time. Thank you for listening to Life Concierge Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps and you won't miss an episode when you subscribe. Catch all the latest from Life Concierge Podcast and follow at Life Concierge Podcast on Instagram. You can also visit the website lifeconciergepodcast.com to learn more, leave a note, or recommend a topic or guest for an upcoming episode. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.